This episode is brought to you by Chevron, the human energy company. This is Portico Energy. I'm Josh Siegel. Late last month, New York approved the first partial ban on cryptocurrency mining in the nation. And that's a big deal for not only the state, but also environmentalists across the country and the crypto industry at large. See, upstate New York has attracted companies that mine digital currencies like Bitcoin. The region has an abundance of former power plants and manufacturing sites, which are used to power the mining of cryptocurrency. But that process requires an extraordinary amount of energy, which could be an obstacle for the state's ambitious climate goals. And now, with this new partial ban, environmentalists may be emboldened to push for similar measures across the nation. So today we check in with Politico's Marie French to break down New York's partial crypto mining ban and what it means for New York environmentalists and the industry overall. It's Tuesday, December 13th. So Marie, New York is the first state to partially ban cryptocurrency mining. Can you break down what's driving the ban, why it happened, and why the state is taking this action now? So this measure to ban proof-of-work cryptocurrency mining exclusively at fossil fuel plants was passed during the session this past year, and Governor Hochul signed it this November. It was a big priority for environmental groups who are really concerned about the potential for old fossil fuel plants to come back online and be run to do cryptocurrency mining in New York. Right. And it is a partial ban. So can you explain just exactly how it works? It's partial because it's only a two-year moratorium and it specifically calls out proof of work, which is the sort of validation method used by Bitcoin, and says it's only for behind-the-meter fossil fuel plants. So there are actually a lot more cryptocurrency miners in New York that just pull power from the grid, especially upstate where there's a lot of hydroelectric energy that's relatively cheap. It really only affects operations that would be using old fossil fuel plants. And it also carved out, importantly, two of the existing operations that actually do this in New York, those being Greenwich on Seneca Lake, which is an old coal plant turned gas plant and now has is running more frequently to power some Bitcoin and cryptocurrency mining machines. And it also carved out Fortistar, which is a plant in North Tonawanda, which is a suburb of Buffalo. Now, had already filed permits. So if the plant has already filed permits to do this with DEC, they're not affected by this moratorium. And DEC has denied a permit for Greenwich, importantly, but that's on appeal. Gotcha. And you mentioned environmental groups, and they're already suggesting that this measure in New York could be a model for other states. So how likely is it that we see other states try to act in this area? I mean, it remains to be seen on that. I think the environmental Groups and lawmakers that kind of push this in New York want to see other states maybe consider it. But as of yet, as far as as they're aware, and they've told me, and I haven't personally seen anything else, it doesn't seem that other states have introduced legislation quite like this as of right now. Right. So New York's definitely ahead. And you also report that upstate New York has become attractive to companies that mine digital currencies, since there's a bunch of former power plants that you mentioned, manufacturing sites in the area. So how is the industry so far responding to this move and what might the impact be going forward? Obviously, it's possible that a bigger impact on the industry's plans is the actual price of Bitcoin and things like that. 
But the industry generally has been very adamant that this will have a chilling effect on investments, not just in cryptocurrency mining, but sort of in the blockchain space more broadly in New York. One company, Foundry, which is based actually in Rochester, has said, we're focusing our investments elsewhere. We're worried that New York is going to go farther and we're not going to put our money on the table in New York. Wow. And moving forward, you report that the state's Department of Environmental Conservation still has to do a study on the environmental impacts of the industry that produces. So what else are you looking out for there? Yeah, so this is a really key component of the bill. Since the moratorium is only for two years and the environmental groups really want to get more information about where are these cryptocurrency miners, not just the ones that run on fossil fuels, but the ones that are pulling electricity off the grid. So this study, it's a generic environmental impact statement to be hyper-specific, will look at where are these sites, how much energy are they using, what's the environmental and emissions impact of that energy being used, what are the health impacts, what are the water impacts, and it also calls for looking at sort of like the economic impact as well. But so that study, uh, it's a tight timeline. DEC is supposed to have it finalized by November of this coming year. Also, according to a new report released by EPA on Monday, the average fuel economy of 2021 model vehicles sold in the U.S. remained flat, while emissions dipped slightly that year. However, EPA warned that continued trends towards sales of less efficient trucks and SUVs are offsetting some of the regulatory program's benefits. For context, the Biden administration has imposed more stringent requirements on vehicles through 2026. It is currently developing new rules passed that year as part of a goal to attain 50% electric vehicle sales by the end of the decade. EPA Administrator Michael Regan framed the report's findings positively, but Dan Becker, who's the director of the Center for Biological Diversity's Safe Climate Transport Campaign and a regular critic of the auto industry's compliance with EPA rules, said the report shows automakers are doing little to reduce climate pollution, and he called on the Biden administration to adopt more stringent standards. For more news on energy and the environment, subscribe to our free newsletter at politico.com slash power switch. And subscribe to Politico Pro to read our morning energy newsletter. Some of the music in today's show is composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. I'm Josh Siegel, and we'll see you back tomorrow. This episode is brought to you by Chevron, the human energy company. Did you know that Chevron is working with partners in California to convert the methane from cow waste into renewable natural gas that one day can help fuel trucks across the nation? Find out more at chevron.com slash RNG.